Hopewell Farm CBD hemp products are naturally sourced from Tennessee. Their 100% pure hemp products are made from the finest non-GMO hemp. Each product is designed to provide natural healing, help you regain strength, and promote holistic health. Save 10% today with promo code JOURNEYTOTRUTH10. Click the link below in the description for a discount or go to hopewellfarmtn.com. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Just a reminder, if you want to come hang out with Aaron and I in Aztec, New Mexico at the end of August, August 25th through the 28th at the Tico Time Resort, I believe it is, for the Sunfire Festival. Um, we're going to be there with our Experiencers Lounge, and if you don't know what that is, it's really cool. We set up a booth and we basically interview anyone at the conference or the event who wants to share their stories uh, to be uploaded on our channel after the conference. It's a lot of fun. We're just going to be hanging out with everybody and just kind of uh, enjoying the party. And if you feel compelled to come, tickets are still available at sunfirefest.com. And that link is below. We hope to see you there. Tonight, we are joined once again by Sherry Divban. She has a new book that's out, uh, Star Seeds and The Great Awakening. I read through some of it and not the whole thing because it just came out, what, a couple days ago, Sherry? Yeah, just on Friday. Right. Um, but what I've read is incredible, and we're going to get into some of that. But welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me, guys. It's always a pleasure to speak with you both. And I was I was having Tyler and Aaron withdrawal after the conference, and so it, I, I really enjoy your guys' company. So it's nice to to meet again um, in, in this capacity, at least not in person, but nice to see you both. That's awesome. That was absolutely. Yeah. Great to see you again. It's awesome that people actually have withdrawals from us. <laughs> yeah. The good kind. The good kind. I just like, yeah, I was right. like, man, I, I like those guys. I miss them. Uh, that's fine. Well, we miss you too. And we're glad to have you back. Hey. And it's so cool. Like, like writing a book is a big deal and uh, almost a 300 page book. Uh, how long have you been working on this? You know, I tend to write books really fast. The first book I wrote was in three weeks. The second one about a couple of months and this one about a couple of months. I'm, but once I once I put my time and effort into something like this, like I do nothing else but that. I mean, my poor family just mm. let me do my thing for hours and hours, days and days on end. They just let me go in my room and write. And uh, they were so supportive. So it took, you know, it takes longer to edit these books than it does to write them for me, at least. It took almost twice as long to edit than it did for me to write it. I think because I just, you know, when you have divine inspiration and you just channel, there was so much, like I, in my head, I had the book. I just had to get it out into words. So it was so easy. I mean, I would just sit and type for hours. I didn't even have to stop and think most of the time. Um, but then you got to make sure that you got to go back and make sure it all makes sense. And and that's when the editing comes in and people read it and they're like, Sherry, this like doesn't make any sense. Or they're like, yeah, just, you know, we fixed a few things. So that process is tiresome. Mm-hmm. Well, it does make sense. Right. The parts the parts that I read make sense anyway. Uh, so you, you have the book divided into three parts. Part one, Star Seeds and New Earth Children. Part two, 3D Interference. And part three, The Great Awakening. And the 3D Interference part is really long. <laughs> uh, and and you, 
you even mentioned in the book some of the stuff that you cover in that se- section is stuff that you don't really cover in interviews um, maybe because you don't want to push people away what's your reasoning for that is that why yeah that's a really good question tyler so i have tried to play it pretty you know bland you know in the last five years of my work because my reputation is really important especially when i'm working with children and, and working to create educational platforms trust is everything and so i really try hard to make sure that i am very balanced and I try not to take sides and I don't say or talk about anything controversial. And that was actually a rule of mine. So for the first year of me doing interviews, I never talked about politics. I never talked, there were just hard rules. Like I wouldn't even go there. I had my opinions and I knew a lot, but I never talked about it because I wanted to just keep it children only and spiritual topics. But, you know, over the last couple of years, I couldn't help it. Because every session that I was having with these children and also adults, it was getting really controversial. And I'm like, I don't want to tell people about this because I don't want to rock the boat. I don't want to become a target from people who are, this is going to trigger some people because it surely triggered me. Some of the things I learned, I I had my own cognitive cognitive dissonance um, and I put it aside and I I was like, I'm not going to talk about those things. And it was actually on your guys' show right before the conference when I came on your show to um I think during like a pre-conference interview and I was like, I'm bringing it to your conference and I'm going to talk about things that I've never talked about before. Cause I was finally feeling ready and comfortable to share a lot of this stuff, which was also around the time I was writing the book right before the conference. And I just feel like it's a disservice of mine. If I just keep the information to myself in fear of ridicule and triggering people, right? Because otherwise, why was I gifted the opportunity to know all of this, what was seemingly random tidbits of information over the years that I started to look through the catalog. And I'm like, wow, this is a lot of information and it's really important. People need to know. And that's why the 3D interference section is so long because I I wanted to make sure I, I did as included as much as I could because I think part of this disclosure and the ascension is people using discernment and recognizing all the things that are stacked up against us and the things that are done to us in order to repress us and to disconnect us from our, our purpose and our and our intuition. And that's why a lot of people are struggling to find their way. They're having an, they're really challenged in their healing process because they don't know how many things are nefariously stacked up against them on purpose. And that's why I really put my heart and soul into this book. I'm putting myself out there this time. And I, I'm not choosing sides, but I'm I'm giving all the information and letting people decide for themselves. Yeah, that's great. It's basically yeah. you broke down the entire cabal agenda in detail, down to down to specifics that we don't necessarily think about, like the black mirror, which you talked about at our mm-hmm. or black portals or however black boxes, black box technology. That's what you called it. Um, you you mentioned that at the conference, and it's, what's funny is after the conference i actually had an experience where something came through my tv but i think you know the awareness was there for me but then i i was able to now see it because i was i had that awareness i was also able to address it and put the proper protection up and maybe you can just touch on what that is so our audience understands and then we can also tell people why they don't really have to live in fear about this either And I want to start with that. I want to make sure people recognize that I didn't write this book to put fear into anybody. If anything, I want to empower people because half the battle is just knowing. And like you just said, 
if you had, if I had not told you or you hadn't heard that particular tidbit of, of the black box technology at the conference and that experience happened, you might have really freaked out. And many people have. And and now that you know, you see through the illusion and it, and it loses its power. And that's the whole point. It's all about power and control and manipulation, but they lose their that leg up on us when we know and we can say, I don't consent. And that's all we have to do. And so for the black box technology, what I was telling everybody in the conference is I learned the hard way. I'm not going to talk about the story, but I did say it. I did go into great detail in the book of what happened to me and my experience with the with the TV portals. But what I learned in the sessions is that the TVs themselves, I don't understand the technology, so I'm not going to even try to explain it. But there's technology within the televisions, the t- the, the phones, the monitors and the tablets, computers, all of that. That's why we call it black box technology because it's the black box. Um, and this has been around since, from how I understand it, from the 80s and 90s, um, and it's only gotten stronger since they have the plasma on the flat screen TV. Again, I don't know how that's how it is, but that's what they've told me. And so what it is, um, they're, they're portals. So they're portals that open up and, and demonic entities can come through. That's how they have access in our homes. And we give consent inadvertently by buying these these television sets, which is why they're so affordable for everybody. You know, depending on your budget, you can get a TV. Uh, it's just how pretty and how high definition it is. Um, but it doesn't matter as far as the portals go. It could be the cheapest TV there is, um, a no brand TV, and it works just the same. That's that. That's the thing. And so when we put these on in our home and we activate them, they are portals. And when we turn them on and we plug them in, they have a way of activating and they create open portals in our home. So they work more effectively if we watch, which is why we have so many dark um, movies and TV shows on all the platforms always. There's always some sort of horror film or mystery or murder or things like that. So the more we watch those type of shows, the active the portals, the portals activate more out of our fear. And I, and not because you're truly afraid of the movie, but you know, our adrenaline goes up when we watch a scary movie and and we don't realize it, but we are inadvertently inviting that negative energy because we are consenting to it by watching it. And then the portals activate and then these beings can come through them mm-hmm. um, into our space, into our home. They come through the phones, the TVs, the monitors, everything. Um, and I had an experience quite traumatic where one, they came out and I was paralyzed and couldn't move. And they were taunting me, screaming at me, saying really horrible things. And the TV morphed into an actual portal that had depth to it. And I had never seen anything like that before. And so I have experienced it myself and now I'm aware of it. And so what people can do, you don't, you know, I've had people say, um, I got rid of my TVs. I've had people tell me they've covered them with blankets. I've, you name it, people have told me. Even at the conference, people came to me the next day after my my um, presentation and they said that they put the TVs on their side at night, like put them face down. And um, it, it's funny, but not so funny. I mean, you don't have to do that. Literally, all you have to do is consciously say that you don't consent to these energetic portals, that you do not consent to anything that's not of your highest good to access through the portals. They are not welcome into your home and you're not allowing it. So you don't have to get rid of them. We can still benefit from having the TVs if you want one, um, but just be mindful of what you watch and you just put your intention out there and you can do more. I mean, you can create crystal grids. You can put shungite around. You can grid it through your mind energetically and, and visualize like the TV in itself and in a violet flame or with a mirror around it, with the mirror, the reflection going into the TV. 
Um, and I talk about all of that in the book. I give some recommendations, but again, it's not to scare people, but the illusion breaks if we have an awareness of it. We know mm. it's there. It doesn't really work if we say we don't consent to it. That's all you have to do. I just think of the movie, The Ring, yeah. when the girl's crawling out of the TV. And uh, I've seen a TikTok. Never saw movie. that. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what that's what that movie. I know what you're talking about, yeah. but I don't like scary movies. I don't either. Actually, I quit watching them because when I used to get attacked heavily in the early days, if I would watch a scary movie like that, I would get attacked that night. This was back before I knew anything about protection or anything, but I, I started, I made the, I connected the dots on my own. I'm like, I'm not watching scary movies anymore. Every time I do something, you know, I wake up with something on top of me. Your, and your life was, a, was a scary movie for <laughs> years. <laughs> it, you were it, living. Right. But I learned so much. I'm grateful for all of it, to be honest. Um, oh, I've, yeah. learned, I've learned so much and I've helped so many people along the way just because by being able to share those experiences. Uh, but there's a whole agenda with the TV, black magic, spell casting, hypnotic frequencies. I mean, it's all there. Um, there's been many researchers, credible people that have come forward and even explained this technology. So uh, it's not some myth or, you know, some theory. It's something to uh, really consider whenever you just turn the TV on. And, you know, it's, I don't think it's smart to just haphazardly watch anything without putting up some form of protection nowadays in the midst of this uh, spiritual war. So. Um, sorry for jumping off the deep end there, there guys. Uh, what about, um, I know you talked about the, uh, the, one of the most important things whenever I was going through your book, uh, I saw this segment on sex magic and this was before I even got to the part, I was like, I'm going straight to that point because in my mind, that's the most important thing. To, to even be aware of right now and then i think that was the very first sentence of that chapter was like it, this is the most important thing that we should be uh disclosing and i don't know i guess i'll give you a chance to explain you know what's kind of going on in that arena and how they're um you know forcing this hyper sexualization upon us yeah it's it's quite a, a dirty agenda that they have and it is part of the woke agenda which is a whole other chapter and there's a reason i saved the sex magic for the very last thing in the 3D interference section, because I felt like people needed to be prepared before I got to it, because um, it, it it is heavy and it is very real. Um, and the hypersexualization of, of humanity um, has been going on for many decades, but they've been targeting the children more recently, more than ever before. Um, and so, you know, the unification of two individuals that, you know, they don't have to be married, but they genuinely love each other. They care about each other. There's a friendship there. There's a, there's a beautiful unification again, regardless of marriage or not. Um, but if two people genuinely care about each other and they have sex with one another, your bodies, uh, combine and they merge in a beautiful synchronistic way. And that, and the energy that we give off, not, not just through the act itself, but through the, the, the orgasm, it sets off this beautiful energy, which is sex magic, but a positive way. It's a Kundalini awakening. There's so many things that are derived from that that you can actually use that energy to power, to use towards something, to creation, uh, for healing. Um, you name it, you can do so many things with that energy just after enduring. And so they, the dark, I call it the dark players in the book because I don't want to use common terms, although this is going to become a common term because I've been talking about it so much recently, but the dark players, the powers that were, they know that that's a powerful energy. 
which is why, unfortunately, they target children in these horrific sexual acts that they do um, because of the innocence of the child and all that goes along with that. I don't know how much I could say because I don't want to get, I don't know where you're airing this, but <clears throat> they want to utilize that energy as much as possible. So they will start, they, they hypersexualize everybody through the porn industry, through movies, uh, through uh, television shows. Um, and they start with, they started this actually in the 90s, um, around the 90s, where they started to um, create a popularity around divorce. They started to break down the family unit and they started to um, encourage people, oh, it, you know, marriage is, is not that important. It's okay. You could just get a divorce. And then that turned into movie shows that were glorifying divorce and there was divorce parties. And they really shift the tone so that this newer generations are being programmed to believe um, in 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 um, not in, in monogamy anymore. It's it's just free love, free spirit, and they do this on purpose because they want to break down the unit of a family and what that means. And we hypersexualize people from a young age, um, and what that does is that invites negative energy and spirits. And and actually, Tyler, I admittedly I didn't say it in the book because I didn't want to call your name out. I didn't know if you were comfortable with that. But I had never heard of the term sexually transmitted demons um, before until so you said something. But I was like, a friend of mine told me about that. But I've heard of the demonic entities attaching to people during intercourse when it's uh, just two people that get drunk at a bar. They go home and they sleep together. And that's what they're promoting. That's what they want. Because what happens is the sex magic that's created in that moment, even though it's it's really meaningless and it's short. The louche that's created from that, that sex magic, even if it's a fraction of what could happen in a real unification of a loving partnership, they can take that. So imagine if they could replicate that by the millions of people all over the world, all at the same time or relatively consistently uh, through these shows that that make it cool or through drugs and alcohol and through all the manipulation and programming, Um then they can have continuous luch all the time. And then they use that luch, that specific sex magic luch in order to cast more spells and in order to do more nefarious things on different levels with it. And so it really activates a portal in and of itself when when, when these um, sexual acts are perpetuated over and over and over again. And what happens is when people are drunk at a bar, person, this one person, and this other person get together and not only do they get together physically, but they also, their demons get together physically. And now we've got a unification of a whole group of entities and they just feed off of each other. And it's, mm -hmm. it's a lot more complicated than that, but I'm trying to explain it in a way that's easy and makes sense. And sorry, the sun is coming in my face right now. So it's all right. It's illuminating. It's really bright. We're illuminating <laughs> the audience. Uh, yeah. No, Thank you for breaking that down. I that's something I actually am covering in my book if I ever even finish it. But uh, it, I'm there is a lot more to it, and it gets very complicated, and it's kind of uh, almost unbelievable once you really break down like what I personally think it's happening and what level is happening. But yeah, you're opening a portal, and there's even potentially rituals done sometimes um, from these dark entities. But that's an entire you know we can go off the deep end or not, but. Uh, I think it's I think it's one of the most important things to understand right now, honestly. And like you said in a the book, they're just for going back to the children, they're hijacking the children's innocence. That's the big thing. Um, like 
the innocent child like you go like sometimes you see these videos online now and these i mean they're like little mini adults the way they're um acting and behaving and dressing and even talking back to their parents and stuff it's pretty wild what we're witnessing well, well um children because you know as we get older a lot of people you get programmed and your vibration gets lower usually you know so children are very like pure more pure naturally more high vibrational naturally so i think what what's going on is they're they're using that they're abusing that basically for their own nefarious purposes that the energy the natural high vibrational energy of children um and unfortunately as we know the sex trafficking and all the the other really dark disturbing things uh they they've systematically you know they're systematically using children um which is why it's great that you know things like sound of freedom are now coming out to expose this to make the masses aware so now we can say no you know and now we can actively more way more people can actively start doing something and, and not consenting to this nonsense uh it's been going on for way too long right absolutely yeah and while we're on sound of freedom just a side note because <laughs> all the doomers are coming out now there's so many people trying to oh yeah um discredit this movie because the funding is going to this and it's a hollywood movie whatever guys forget about anyone who participated in the movie or anything it's purely about the message at this point and the reach the it's the global reach that it's having and it's creating waves right now so you can just eliminate who's involved and just appreciate and just take take away the message and i think that that's so important and we're forgetting that because any one of the content creators out there influencers if they did an episode on youtube about child trafficking they would love they would be jumping up and down if they got the reach that this movie is getting that's what everyone's trying to do is spread awareness and that's exactly what this movie did and everybody's hyper focused on these minute details that at the end of the day don't matter like guys this is a massive movement i think it's a and a lot of that isn't in my opinion isn't even true right that people are saying so even if 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 half of it's true like you said it doesn't even matter because the awareness and that it's bringing and the activation that's bringing to to the masses that's yeah. happening that's a fact that's happening so you can't take that away so that can never be a bad thing right so uh, it's like all these people all these truthers that like everything's a psyop everything is bad if it's on a massive scale it's almost like no matter what happens they can't accept that there's something good happening on a massive scale because in their mind they're already made up that um that can't happen so it must be an evil cabal manipulation you know and right. it must be bad don't watch it don't support it and it's like bottom line it's a movie <laughs> you know, it's, about, so insane to me. it's a movie about child trafficking and spreading awareness bottom line right right bottom yeah. line period, period. What, did That's you see it cherry yeah, I saw it the first day it came out and I was, you know, I, I put a post on my Facebook page because I was so disgusted um, because it's part of my experience. I know, I mean, I was, well, one, I was, I was kidnapped as a child. So like, it was already personal to me and I have kids, mm -hmm. so it's doubly personal to me. And, and so I was I already went in there energetically, like upset and charged. And I was, you know, so my stomach was in knots and I sat there at the edge of my seat the whole time. Like I couldn't get comfortable and I'm looking around the theater and people are chomping on their popcorn 
and they're Slurpees and the candy. And I'm thinking to myself, am I watching the same movie as everybody else? Because how come people, right. well, one woman next to me was crying the whole time, which to me was a more appropriate response, but that just goes to show you the level of programming that we have the desensitization um, of the population where I'm like, these, there's horrible things happening and they're looking at it like any scary movie or horror movie that we're programmed to see people get killed and murdered and we're just eating our popcorn. And then what, dr what drove me even further is I was looking at other people's Facebook posts that I'm scrolling through and people are taking pictures of themselves in the theater to show support, but they're holding their big thing of popcorn. And I'm like, Am I the only one that feels like this is like this is not right? And and so I, that just really affected me to show the level of aware, a spiritual awareness that people have in general right now, and it really shocked me. Um, but I also I, I I think you both are right. It, I don't I think it's all about distraction. You know what can they do to distract us from the truth? So they're going to do everything they can to distract us from the movie itself with all these conspiracy theories that they want to bring up and where the money came from and who the actors are really supporting and whatever. And again, it's just distraction and they don't want, they want to distract you from the, the whole purpose of the movie, which is child trafficking and bringing awareness to that. And, right. and that's it. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And they're trying to stop the momentum, I think too, that because there's like this, you can feel the energetic momentum of it, of, you know that's powerful right but but then what happens uh, right away all these people not only the mainstream media which we figured was going to happen right they're attacking it of course but now you got all these truthers and people in the in the media that we're in basically that are also attacking it and i think they're being manipulated into doing that and then they're i mean they're all minds uh whatever energies you know mm -hmm. are influencing them are not good you know and it's it's trying to stop this momentum this because what everything's energy right so things manifest way quicker and way more when there's more people feeding energy so what happens when you got all these people like you just said being distracted by all these things and oh thinking it's bad now well now they're stopping all that positive momentum and uh positive you know that could Right. That, I, I don't think it's going to work just to be clear i don't think it's going to work and it's not working but there's definitely forces trying to stop this momentum right. uh in the energy of it right um but we're not going to let that happen uh we're not is there anything else in the book that you've covered in the book that you really haven't covered in your interviews or presentations before that you'd like to get into before uh we go on to the next part you know, <clears throat> I was thinking about that because you had asked me earlier and I, and I haven't said a lot of what's in the book. I've only touched upon it, uh, but I think a lot of the important aspects of it are the woke agenda, which I've talked about recently enough that people I think are catching on uh, to the agenda of the dark players to push these narratives forward to continue to divide us um, and, you know, defunding the police and, you know, Antifa, Black Lives Matter. Um, breaking down the family unit, those are all really big aspects of it. And they continue and it's all about divide division, you know, and any, any agenda that is in an extreme, that's the one that people that are spiritually evolved enough should, should be focused in, should recognize that there's something wrong there because there's no, nothing is an extremes in, in spirituality, in our evolution. Um, if anything, our, our consciousness expands and we allow more information to come in. 
So any anybody pushing anything where it's like it's it, it's this way or no way, or there's an extreme agenda like transhumanism, transgender, all of it is all part of. So sorry, going back to the hypersexuality and the sex magic. Um, what I forgot to mention is that these young children they start with them young, which is why they have slowly started to integrate more sexual topics into the shows that are supposedly kid friendly and Disney shows. It boggles my mind to see the level of, of what they're what they're allowing children to see um, and normalizing it. And then it's within the clothes. So the clothing for children, I mean, infants now, they even have crop tops and sexual looking clothes and really short shorts and uh, clothes that look like adults. Like when I first bought clothes for my son, like 18 years ago, um, it, they were cute. And they were they they didn't mimic the adult clothes. Now they literally look exactly like the adult clothes for women, the sexual clothes but now they're just in smaller sizes. Um, and so that is all about tapping into their vulnerability and their innocence so that they could steal that. Because if we get fractal at a young age and six and seven years old are the most important ages um, in, that, in our development. And the reason for that is because we're more multidimensional and we're more um, open and spiritually aware and imaginative and tapped into our brain up until the age of about five or six and then we start to anchor into our body and then we're more susceptible to programming, which is why school starts at around five years old and why they're targeting children at that age so that they can hijack their consciousness before. Uh, so they lose it. They lose that connection. And then they can go into the indoctrination camps, which are the schools. And then, you know, we have these adults walking around that are so closed off and have no idea what's going on. Um, that's why. Uh, so this hypersexualization is really important. But um and that's what's leading to the gender confusion and, and all these other agendas that are included in the woke agenda. So I think that that's really important to talk about. Um, and I've been really outspoken about that. I really apologize. My dog is barking and I don't know why. And I hope that it's not. Really my my yeah. dog's going crazy right now, too. And I don't know why either, but I've been I've been muting myself. It's I'm like, what's going on? I don't know so, why. Are we being is the alien invasion happening? <laughs> the aliens are here. Uh, yeah, um, it's like somebody doesn't want me to talk, so they're making it really disruptive. For, I, I'm not sure. Um, but some of the other important topics are are, are elders. Um, and I talked about that in a conference before yours, and I didn't mention in, in in the one that I did with you guys, because I just had so many more things that I wanted to bring up. But our elders is really important. I mean, that was an, an agenda in and of itself um, in, in like the 60s and 70s, where they really started to create this environment where both parents worked. And so traditionally, the parents would stay, the, the grandparents would be in the home and they would be taken care of. But when the parents, both parents started to work and they got the children out of the home through preschool and schooling, they were no longer able to care for the parents anymore. And so they started sending them to these, uh, these um, uh, senior center, senior centers. And they, they, they did that on purpose. That was an agenda that they forced on in the future that they could disconnect the elders uh, from passing on valuable information to the children and the grandchildren. So this is an agenda that's been going on for a very long time and they have succeeded because it, you know nobody has their parents in their home anymore and they're they they're shipped off to these senior centers and then they uh, develop dementia and Alzheimer's and Parkinson's and all of these things that are also 3D interference and they were created through toxic toxins and food, electromagnetic frequencies, everything has been aluminum. Planned ahead. 
and aluminum. I mean, you name it. It's it's creating these illnesses, and they do that so that they are not in sound mind. So now they're separated from the family. They're in these homes, and then they put abusive. There's a lot of abuse going on in these homes that nobody wants to talk about either. It's not just children. It's the elderly and the children. And so the elderly are abused sexually, physically, emotionally, all of it. And they do that two, for two reasons. One, because they don't want them to pass on their wisdom, their valuable information to the children and the grandchildren. So they, they, they stop that, um, that transmission of, of knowledge, which is really important. Our ancestors, the most important thing was that the elders taught the youth. And they've, they've done a good job of creating a divide so that doesn't happen anymore. And the second thing is they make them so loony through these um, these created illnesses that they nobody takes them serious and they lose connection with themselves so that when they die, they die in a traumatic way. My grandmother died with dementia. It was the most awful thing to see for the last couple of years of her life. She had, she had no idea where she was. It was so traumatic for me. And it took her, she didn't cross over right away. She was um, for years, she was lost in the ethers. Um, and that's a whole story that I'll share another time. Um, but that's what they do. do that on purpose so that they don't find their way and they're trapped in the etherical realm as well. So there's, there's double purpose for that. You know, it's also interesting. It's making me think about like the whole indoctrination system and like the false education that we're getting. So even if they were to remember or not lose their memory and have dementia or whatever, uh, the knowledge that they are passing down is really just programming at this point. At this point. You know, I mean, not everybody. That's not a blanket statement, but um, it's like they've come at it. They've attacked it from all sides, you know, uh, but it's breaking down. We're seeing things shift, uh, but it's great to be aware of all this stuff. And I do think that like the, like the children coming in now that you're working with, like that is the wave of the future. And I kind of want to get into some of the positive things that we're going to be seeing and this great awakening that you talk about in the book, including the quantum military, which is fascinating to me. And uh, so we can we can segue into that if you're all right with doing that, unless there's anything else you want to cover. No, I mean, let's let's move on to some good stuff. Right. So the last part of your book is called The Great Awakening. And that's where you talk about, well, obviously, The Great Awakening and your Aramis uh, Creative Learning Center and b basically what you see for the future of humanity and these star seeds and what they're here doing. So maybe you can kind of give us a little synopsis of the end of the book and then we'll go into the military part. Yeah. Um, well, first, I want to make sure it's clear to everybody that I'm not trying to prophesize, you know, and I'm not trying to say I'm predicting the future. The, the information that I share in that part of the book is a compilation of things that you know, when I do a session for somebody, I do a soul reading, for example, for an adult or a child. The way I access a lot of this information is I consult with their higher self. So I call, I, I communicate with the higher aspect of themselves. Um, and then spirit guides and whomever comes through for their highest good. And so I'm shown a lot of things. I'm shown their parallel lives, which we call past lives, um, but really they're all happening simultaneously. And, and what's relevant for them to know in this life and what they've learned in the past and how they're integrating that into this life. And then what I see for them coming in the future, you know, what's their sole purpose? Why are they, why are they here? What is their role in the ascension? And over time, after thousands of sessions with people all over the world, I start to see things, repeated patterns, right? So I start to see a lot of the same things, which is how I categorize that and that part of the book, quantum military. I saw it one time in one session with one young man 
And then I saw it again. And then I saw it again. And then 15, 20 sessions later, I'm like, wow, okay. So this is a thing. Same with the education, same with the health and wellness. And so I talk about the um, the things that I see coming in the future from the sessions that I have. So I just want to be clear about that. I, I'm not sitting in my room trying to uh, prophesize the future for popularity. Um, I'm very clear about it in the book. This is this may not this may or may not end up being true, but this is what I'm being shown. And the quantum military actually is probably one of my favorite, aside from education, because obviously education is my focus. But I thought it was really cool because the quantum ed, um, military came through, and it wasn't called quantum military in the beginning when I first uh, learned about it. Um, they just talked about it in in general terms, um, but it was always they integrated the word quantum in it in some way. And I, I I admit in the book, and I don't know Tyler if you read that whole section about it, but it was sounding a lot like you know the United Nations or or one world government and things like that. And I and I'm like, are you sure? You know, like this isn't the same thing. But again, there are parallel realities. There's the positive timeline and then the negative timeline. However you want to say it. And so the dark agenda or the light agenda. And so we can always invert it. And and which is what they've tried to do for for so many things. But the quantum military is the positive aspect of where we're going in the future. And so the military in and of itself is going to transition in so vast that it was really hard for me to even explain it in this book um, because I was like, I need to be really clear about it. But it's it seems like it's the world unifies. Um, and so it's we don't have the borders like we have them now. Uh, no countries are com competing with other countries. It's more open borders where there are borders on purpose but people can travel readily through it. And we're not assigned necessarily to a country unless we want to be. So the, the military needs to ensure that there is a level of security with that and, and um, balance and it's safe for that. So there is military on the ground to ensure that everything is going safe. Um, but there's five levels, I think it's five. So there's inner earth. So the portals of inner earth will be opening up and they we are gonna be communicating with, uh, with those different dimensions. Um, and that's a big, that's a big part of it. <clears throat> and so we need uh, the military to protect that area. And then we have the ground, which is what I just spoke about. And then we have the air and we have the sea. And then we have the interstellar, which is uh, because we're going to have a lot of portals opening up and interstellar communication, interstellar travel. And so depending on the area of the quantum military that a lot of these young children are the ones going in, I'm learning it through children's sessions. This is what they're going to be doing later in life. Um, and they're all going into these specific avenues. So it won't be the Navy or um, or the Marines or the Army. It's not going to be anything like that. It's going to be, okay, what faction are you in? What level of protection are you creating to ensure safety of, of globally? Um, and so each one has this interesting geometrical grid um, that it's like a key. And so it can't be sabotaged because... Uh, it's separate and different in each level. Um, it's really hard to explain this uh, without the way, sounding The up. way you said it in the book is that each layer is encoded with a specific encrypted frequency grid, so it cannot be hacked. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Um, and so what that means is, because they'll be like, what does that mean? It means that everything is quantum. So, you know, we have technology because technology and us need to learn to work together. Um, and it's all about who controls the technology that really makes the difference. Um, and so technology can work with us. And so we can have, we have this ability, we will have this ability where everything is done by frequency. 
So we know people's intentions. We'll know exactly how something's going to work out based on the frequency and the quantum. Um, there will be algorithms and all these things to ensure protection. So every grid has a protection layer. So if we are penetrated, in, let's say, through interstellar, we're still protected by the sky and the ground. And if it was to be infiltrated through the sky, we're still protected on the ground. And then there's separation energetically to keep every layer protected and to make sure or to ensure that there's nothing hijacked. Meaning if somebody comes in with, with malintention, which is going to be almost next to impossible anyways, because they wouldn't be able to be within the network. Um, but let's say something got through, they wouldn't be able to get through to another layer of the military is protected. They won't have access to it. They're free. So it's another level of kind of, um, to, of protection. Um, you know, the military is not just about fighting anymore. There won't be wars. It's going to be about, uh, you know, unity and creating, um, there's engineers, there will be, um, I mean, you name it, those people are going to be in the, in the quantum military in order to, um, continue our evolution in a safe way so that we are protected. Um, and we're going to, there, it, it seems as though there will be this grid created around earth, much like we hear with the 3d grid. But this will be a 5D grid, so anything less than 5D um, cannot be cannot be penetrated into our new reality, and then it can only go above. So it could go up, it just can't go down. And this grid will ensure that nothing can come through, um, through portals, through spaceships, through whatever, whichever mechanism, um, teleportation, unless they can access that specific frequency. So it's it's very much quantum based because it's really focused on energy. And in our past, we have been blocked from that energy. I mean, spiritual science has not been a thing, but it will be because we're going to combine the science and the spiritual elements together. And that's where it gets really powerful. And that's where we've been blocked for so many centuries because they don't want us to know what our potential could be if we had access to both. So it's it's really complex, but I think I did a good job in the book. Tyler, you can correct me if I'm wrong, explaining it because that part of the book took me probably the longest as far as sections go because I wanted to make sure it made sense and it was clear. And so I rewrote it like four times. Yeah, it made, it made perfect nice. sense. Okay. It made perfect sense. And uh, that was one of the other sections I went right to and read just because that's, uh, yeah. you know, area of interest for me. But one thing you did say is that um, their portals will be activated by operators. So um, maybe you could go into that a little more. I don't know if you mean, like portals in between each layer of the the each faction that you just spoke of, or or do you know what I'm uh, talking about? I think there was talking about portals that are going to be open up between Earth and other interstellar travel. So um, places around the world that have been closed <laughs> off or suppressed that we don't ac have access to, such as the pyramids, such as Mount Shasta, such as et cetera, et cetera. There are portals in many of these places that. Um, we haven't had access to in order to, for interstellar travel, but also inner earth travel. So we could get into inner earth. So those portals will be guarded by um, guardians, you know, like uh, think about something in a movie where I, what is it? That one movie Thor, where they have the guardian that protects the portal for to people that go into that world. Um, you know what I'm talking about? Right. So something like that. But again, there's, there is a frequency associated with it. So not just anybody could be, uh, a guardian of those portals and it's going to be more than one person. So that's, I think that's what I was talking about. Mm -hmm. And another thing that you mentioned was that the recruits, uh, the, eventually they'll be recruited as young as age 10. 
and and may, that's might sound insane but you break it down in the book and how it's going to gradually get there uh, maybe yeah. you can help us understand why that is yeah i mean that's a scary thought to a lot of people i think that you just said that and understandably i thought the same thing but they reiterated over and over in different sessions that it's not the military that we see now because the wars are created by the dark players it's it's all about power and money and division right so if we take all of that away and we don't have the control by the dark players anymore and we're living a different reality, which is the great awakening, what we're experiencing, what we're working towards, then it's it's about, okay, how do we go from here? How can we evolve? How can we expand? How can we do more um, with all of these abilities techno technologically, but also with our spiritual evolution and our ability to do more and tap into more of our awareness? Um, and so it's not about it's not about war and it's not about fighting. It's nothing like we see right now. So when we're talking about recruits being, it starts at 18, then it goes down. And I talk about how it goes down as low as 10. They're recruiting these um, children to do roles that are um, more like engineering. They're like these children right now are so intelligent. They come in with these blueprints of how to create technology. And that's on purpose because that's what they're here to do. They're like, I'm going to bring this technology from Alpha Centauri. I'm going to bring this technology from, from Andromeda, something like that. And even outside of this galaxy. So they come in with the blueprints in their, in their consciousness. And then they're, they're awakening to it much sooner. So at six years old, they're already taking apart the vacuum cleaner and putting it back together or reconfiguring it in a way that makes more sense to them and robots, et cetera. And I work with these children and I see it. And I'm like, wow, that is. I don't even understand half the stuff they're saying to me because it's just beyond my understanding, right? And so they're going to be utilized for that information, um, but not in, in a nefarious way. They're going to be in there and they're going to be part of the, the teams that design, that create, that innovate. They're architects of the new world, but we're going to use them as a global unified part of the quantum military as opposed to some private faction that's going to work on drones for for something else that has nothing to do with global unification, if that makes sense. So the recruits are going to be at different ages because it's not about age. It's about the wisdom and the consciousness. And we wouldn't be able to do that right now because it doesn't exist in the, in the military structure we have now. But as a transition and shift, we will be able to see how we can utilize their minds and their wisdom at a younger age than we, when, than we have access to now. Mm -hmm. And you even mentioned that possibly some of the teenagers that are enlisting now um maybe they're 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 here for that quantum military as well but they just don't know it yet and, and so yeah. meaning that at some point they might have an awakening or be activated or turned on and remember why they enlisted or why they're playing that role yeah and i this was a personal experience for me that i had because i had a neighbor in my in maryland and him and my son were great friends and they grew up for, for the 10 years that we lived in that home. They were like best friends and we were really close to their family. And he ended up wanting to go into the military. It was like just last year. And I thought, gosh, you know, I felt like that was my kid. And I'm like, I would never let my kid go into the military right now because of like the uncertainty. And at the time I was thinking that how scary that would be because we don't know what's going on. Um, and I got this overwhelming message. It's okay, Sherry. He's part of the quantum military. And I was like, really? And, um, and he's safe. And so I started to explore that a little bit more. And then I started to have more sessions with children that were teens 
going into the military or planning to go into the military or had just gone into, and I had a session with like parent. And that's when I learned that there are a lot that came in for that. They just don't have a conscious awareness, but they have a deep knowing like this particular child. I'm not going to give his name or young man. He's 18. Um, I look at him like a child, but um, this young man was like adamant. Like this was, he was going to do this and nothing else. And a lot of the other boys that I've worked with, they've all been boys. Of course, women can join as well, but they're adamant. They're just like, I have to go in. And I'm like, I'm telling their parents, no, this is for a per- bigger purpose. They just don't understand it now, but they're going to be part of something much bigger, but they need to go in now. It's important that they go in now because they're going to be part of the transition later. Um, and so whether or not they have an activation um, or what happens specifically might be individual for each person. Uh, but they will have an awareness and awakening while they're there and they're going to know what they're there to do. So that's pretty exciting. Right. Well, guys, if you haven't read, if you haven't gotten the book, just look forward to that chapter (laughs) Uh, because you actually include like um, transcribed, I guess, sessions or portions of the sessions of what directly came through, which I think is cool as well. Um, I don't know. I think it's fascinating because we hear about, you know, these white hats and everything. And it, it's just never clear how it's going to happen and how this future is going to emerge and how we're going to transition. So uh, something like this makes a lot of sense to me. It's a slow integration period, but they're already working on it. Aaron, did you want to add anything to that? Or do you have any questions? Um, no, that's, that, I mean, that that's amazing. That's, it's definitely... It's it's definitely filling in some pieces of the puzzle for me, you know, as far as like what the future we're moving into and what that's going to look like. Um, I I am certain we're moving into a beautiful future that that I am certain of, but the details are where it starts to get a little muddy and unclear to me. And I think a lot of people where it's like, well, how what's that going to look like? <laughs> like what's or are things going to get a lot worse before they get better? Um. And you have all different opinions on that. Some people think we're going to, some people think um, we're basically, things are going to get way, way worse for a long time before it gets better. I don't agree with that at all. We're not on that timeline, in my opinion. That makes no sense. That doesn't serve anything for that to happen. Uh, I think things could get slightly worse for like a year or two at most before it gets better. But but what I am certain of is we are moving into that and and the quantum military and all these things, you know, the financial system's changing. Um, free energy is going to start coming out, you know, go down the list. It's all happening. I think it's all already happening. It's all happening right now. We're, we're in the middle of it. Um, it's just most of it is below the surface that people like us can't see it's not like readily seen you know most of the the stuff going on like the real stuff in the battle is is uh behind the scenes to us i think right now but we are seeing these little things here and there that point to that point to this kind of stuff and i think ets you know are there's there's all the benevolent ones are the ones that you know are you could say have our best interest in mind and, and are more connected to us are helping us and they're doing everything they can but not everything because they can't do everything for us so i think we're being left to kind of like uh do what we can and step into our sovereignty and our power and i think um 
any negativity or any evil that's happening still is being allowed for a reason um, because it's giving us a chance to see one what we've been in the system we've been in see what's going on and and then say no to it and then take our power back and then you know grow spiritually as well we're all growing this is all you know you can say it's spiritual worry that's very true but it's also spiritual growth it's also spiritual lessons that are happening as well and we're we're embodying more of our soul we're we're waking up on that level too so i think it's all serving that as well and uh but yeah the quantum military is fascinating to me that's that's definitely uh it's going to be fun to see how that plays out and what that the future of that looks like right Tyler I um you brought up something important too I do share a lot of channeled messages throughout the book on purpose in certain areas of the book just randomly um where I felt appropriate um that was hard for me because I have hundreds and hundreds of pages probably thousands of papers I needed to go through to figure out which ones fit which was quite challenging um, but I think I picked the right ones to share. And I think that that helps people connect. Where does Sherry get this information from? But I give, I will, I share the exact verbatim channeled message uh, for any particular topic, whether, and a lot of them are pages long, like you happen to see the short ones, uh, because I want people to see how it's being said to me. Um, so it doesn't look like it's getting lost in translation or I'm, you know, fluffing it or or changing things around a little bit. Um, because things do have to filter through our consciousness and sometimes they can be misinterpreted. And I'm humble enough of a person to admit, you know, I could have misinterpreted something. But when I have so many things back to back in these sessions, you know, that's what's kept me positive going. You know, everybody asks, how do you remain so positive all these years? And well, number one, I haven't. I mean, I've had my moments where I'm like, you know, fuck everything. Excuse my language. I I don't I, I don't know if I right. can do this anymore. And I'm just going to focus on my family, forget everybody else. You know, I've, I've had those moments. I've had the tantrums. I'm normal, just like everyone else. I'm not perfect. And and it's been it's been a struggle. But what's kept me going it, are these sessions that I have with people because they they lift me up. They make me see, oh my gosh, there's, there's good. Like, this is what's coming. I, and I get excited when I work with these people and I see, oh, this is so cool. This is what you're going to be doing. Oh, you're going to be creating this beautiful animal sanctuary and I learned so much about animals in the message in that session or um, how we're going to treat our uh, our elders and how that's going to change um, and how um, j- just so many different examples. It really elevates me and makes me have more faith so that it keeps me going. Um, and you guys have heard me say this before and I'll continue to say it. And the other main reason is that um, I know these star seeds wouldn't be coming in in the number that they're coming in now in the level of consciousness that have we have never seen before in densities we've never seen before. Um, they wouldn't do that if we weren't at a point where they could come in, that they would come in and volunteer to uh, to just descend, uh, frankly, and volunteer to come into this air, this this realm, this 3D, knowing all the challenges so that they could help us. Um, and it's it's a beautiful thing. They wouldn't do that. So if they continue to come in and support, that means we're moving in the right direction. It just may not be in the timing that we all would exactly. like. Um, and but it's it's in divine timing. We can't we can't control yeah. it and we can't predict the timing because time is an illusion. And as we work our way out of the illusion of time, time is going to be even more difficult to predict, which is why I tell people in the book, please don't be married to the time frame that I give because they're subject to change. They're just how I interpreted it, but they could mm-hmm. be different. 
Um, and so it, you know, that's important part to, to recognize as well. We don't know. It's hard to, right. to predict time. It really is. Yeah. And to yeah. That, and we're all, we're all the, we're all the ones creating the future. So how could there be a set in stone future if it's constantly being created moment by moment by all of us collectively, right. you know, it doesn't make any sense. Like, so you want a positive future? Well, be a part of creating that, you know, we're all, we're all the ones doing yeah. that. Right. It's on us. Um, and yeah, don't be a slave to the clock. It's interesting the whole time. That right. time's going to be, that's going to be a big realization. And a, one of the biggest shifts, I think, is the understanding of time and what that is. And uh, what's interesting, I just found out from a friend of mine, his friend it writes children's books. And one of the books is called something like Don't Live by the Clock or, or something along those lines. And it's a book that teaches children not to be a slave to the clock, essentially. And it was banned from Amazon. Amazon, and it's a children's book about really? not living by the clock. Yeah, and yeah, they don't want that. Yeah, and uh, I actually need to reach back out to him because he's going to try and get a hold of her and let me know exactly the title of it so I can uh, look it up myself or read it myself because uh, it would be it's really interesting that 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 something like that is actually being uh, shadow banned. Yeah, not surprising at all. I mean. The amount of shadow banning that I get and and blocking and things, uh, they don't want the children to read my books either because they all have positive messages, they're uplifting, and it's telling them truths, um, and they don't want them to read those either. And so you wouldn't mm -hmm. believe some of the things that that get thrown at me. Um, and that's why I, I really wanted to get this book out because I was like, this it's time. You know, I, I admittedly have said I on an, another interview as well a couple of years ago, Sherry would not have been brave enough to put this book out. So I want everyone to know how evolved I've become or brave or spiritually aware, whatever you want to call it. I put my big girl pants on and I put all of this information in this book. I'm putting myself out there and that's, I'm going to admit to everybody, like that's a challenge for me. I don't like the attention. I don't like the criticism. It's very uncomfortable. Um, and I'm doing it anyways, because I know that the information is important and I know people need to read it and hear about it so that they can create their own reality by saying, I don't consent and focusing their attention someplace else, because that's how the paradigm crumbles. They lose their power from us just simply knowing and making different choices. And that's what the book is about. That's why I wrote it. That's my intention behind it. And now how can we look forward? How can we co-create a better future for us? And years ago, I would not have done it because I would have been too afraid of, of what could come from it, good or bad. Um, but now, now I feel like it's it's the time. It's the time people are ready for it. So I, we'll see. I agree. I agree 100%. I agree. Yeah. Thank you for being brave and putting it out. Um, I mean, it's it's fantastic information. I can't wait to actually sit down and read the whole thing. But can you let people know where they can find it and how they can support you? Yes. Uh, so currently it's available on Amazon. Um, it will also be available at Barnes & Noble, but that's a really long process. And so I don't know when, but when it's available on Barnes & Noble, because I know a lot of people don't want to support Amazon, I totally understand. Um, so I'll make an announcement on all my social media platforms to say, here's an alternative um, place to purchase. Uh, so right now on Amazon, very soon, it'll also be on Barnes and Noble. Great, that's awesome. awesome. And um, is there any last final words you wanna uh, share with our audience before we wrap this up? 
Um, I just, I want to thank everybody for the, the ones that are supporting me um, and emailing me and continuously saying, I got your back and, you know, and, and truly being uh, a, a support and a friend. Um, I really cherish everybody out there that actually is bringing light towards this. And, um, you know, I hope that people read this book with an open mind. And if it triggers you, just think about maybe if there's some learning opportunity within that and why it's triggering you. Um, and I'd love to hear everyone's feedback. So as you read it, um, review it or tell me privately um, how you feel about it and and if you enjoy it or not. I'm, I'm really looking forward to that feedback because I'm like chomping on my nails, like waiting to see like if people hate it, do they love it, you know? Um, so uh, please let me know uh, what, how you feel about it. I really am, I'm just anxiously waiting to get public opinion. Although that totally just contradicted what I said before because I don't want the criticism but I do, I am very curious and open to uh, some constructive feedback. So well, we know what you mean. And just from okay. the parts I've read, it's great. And I'm not just saying that I, because obviously I know this is some of the most important stuff. It is the most important stuff to be covering right now. Um, so you got an A plus from me so far, but I'll let you know if there's any typos or anything. No. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and I've, Thank you. And I, I've seen, I've seen ridiculous negative comments on the most amazing books that I'm like, so even if you get some of those, please don't take it personally or don't, you know, put too much stock into a lot of those because it's coming from the person, their own stuff, you know, their own trauma and, and whatever. Their own projection. You're, you know, I've seen it, it. Every book has some degree of those types of <laughs> reviews. Right. Like ever. So don't. Yeah. It's, you know, yeah. doesn't, doesn't mean, it doesn't mean anything about you or the book. Uh, if you get those, just be aware. Right. And you, you I go for everything. I go for everything. You know, you mentioned getting like some of the uh, compliments right now, like, yeah, uh, the support that you're receiving and the, the people are like, we love you, we, you know, keep going, all that stuff. Uh, even though it might seem like a little compliment that really doesn't mean much. Sometimes those go so far. They go such a long way. Yeah. Um, uh, just today, I received something from somebody that um, it just came like in divine timing. I was just like, you know, you, you you start just getting in your head sometimes. And all of a sudden, this comment comes across. And I'm like, wow, that was like, it, even though it might seem, you know, it might not seem very significant. It, it really changed the course of my day. So, guys, those compliments, like, let us know. <laughs> let everyone know, like, if you appreciate their work, because... Um, it keeps us going and it's those comments to like really help us understand that we're doing we're on the right path Absolutely. yeah i read every single comment and it means the world to me there are times when i've broken down in happy tears because of all the amount of support that i get and i'm just so grateful like i don't even i just i just cry because i'm just so grateful like it's happy tears so um it means a lot. it really does mean a lot and sometimes when you're having the hardest time and you read the positive things it keeps you going and encourages encourages you not to give up because there are times I just like too much and I'm just going to be a mom and that's it. But I'm not going to do that. Um, right. But knowing that you have that support really helps. Right. Exactly. Absolutely. And, yeah. Because right after that one's going to be some troll. So we need to balance. <laughs> right. Uh, right. Yeah. I saw today. I didn't even tell you. And I saw one that said Beat the uh, trolls. Right. I saw one that said. Uh, what did it say? Oh, we're delusional and we should call our podcast Journey to New Age Lies. <laughs> uh, 
It's funny. Yep. I've seen, I've seen multiple versions of that comment right. over the years. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, thank you so much for joining us, Sherry. This was great. And uh, this is a lot of fun guys. Go check out her book. The links will be below. And also you you let us know, uh, let the audience know about your website and where they can find the Aramis uh, information as well, please. Yes. Thank you for reminding me. Uh, I have uh, aramiscreativelearning.com and then everything else is under my name. So my YouTube channel, my Rumble channel, my website, sherrydivban.com. Everything is my name. I've rebranded everything just to make it easier for people. So you can contact me and find me through all of those outlets. And then Aramis Creative Learning Center has its own separate website. I'm now on Twitter. I'm trying to be cool. So you can find me on Twitter as well. Um, and yeah, I'm just trying to spread the word in any way I can. So there's lots of formats to find me, um, now. So thank you for reminding me of that. Yeah, no, it's great. Um, thank you so much. Thank you guys for joining us tonight and until next time, have a great evening. We love you all.